Three, two, five, on five, in five. It is Friday, November the 10th. Thanks for joining us here on the podcast. Kelly, Stephen, Fletcher is off. Got a lot of headlines to get to. Another very busy day heading into our weekend. And the weather, although colder, we got that sunshine yesterday and it's going to continue for us, which is good. It is good. I was pretty dramatic about the change yesterday That's with fine. the temperature. People need to feel the dramaticism of it. Yeah, because you go from 70 to like 50 in a couple hours. That's, you know, that's whiplash. So, uh, but honestly, the afternoon ended up being beautiful, actually warming back up when the sun came out closer to 60. So, uh, you know, the change, while drastic in the hours that it changed, not terrible, especially for this time of the year. And we're going to have more of the same as we get into the weekend. So no real rain. Mostly sunshine for the next week, which is awesome. It's lining up great for the weekend as well. Um, we've got we had some early morning showers, nothing too crazy. Few clouds from time to time. Low at 34. So yes, it's going to get cold overnight. In the cold mornings, you're going to need the jacket. But in the afternoon when the sun's out, uh, it should warm up to a comfortable temperature, 55 degrees. This is sweatshirt weather. So you put those sweatshirts on, you get outside, you jump in the leaves, you have fun. Um, same deal for Sunday. And then, of course, we get started with the week with mostly the same thing as well. So we'll start to see how the rest of the week shakes out as we get closer to that. But let's Kelly, enjoy the weekend. I have a question for you. Okay. Are you a crew neck or a hoodie? Crew neck now. Wow. Okay. Um, now, I say, because I... I was largely a hoodie girl for girly, if we want to go there, for a very, very long time. Uh, and I have a lot of those still because I refuse to ever throw away a sweatshirt. Of course not. But I've switched to the crewnecks. I could never. I could never. I, I don't know what's putting on a sweatshirt without a hoodie. Feels I, feels wrong. Like, I, I get that. I don't know what I'm doing with my shoulders. I get that. I get that. It's like a... I like the clean lines. Um, That's fair. Kids ruined my little strings on other sweatshirts yeah so they think they're theirs they pull them they rip them out that kind of a thing right. so the crew neck kind of eliminates that problem for me i'll give you that yeah i'll give you that but i'm a hoodie for life over here anywho small sidetrack i needed to know the answer to that in that moment i couldn't wait till after the podcast no, i had to have it not. answered right then and there all right five on five in five five stories on channel five in five minutes our first headline it's an unfortunate one we're still following up on what happened to dominic davis a week ago today, but uh, we got some new stats from Cincinnati police and just in the last couple of days, officers, CPD officers have confiscated at least five guns from juveniles. On Even on Monday night, police had to respond to multiple shots fired down in Ziegler Park. Nobody was hurt. But a 16-year-old boy was arrested and accused of shooting at somebody in a vehicle. And a problem they're finding now is not only they're getting guns being stolen out of cars, but teens are having the ability to find these switches and get these switches that turn these guns from a semi-automatic, you know, one pull, one fire into the entire clip being let off in an automatic way. And it's terrifying to watch that happen. Terrifying is the exact word I was going to use. So it's like a Glock switch. It makes it uh, automatic in seconds. It is illegal, but you can either build one on a 3D printer. There are parts where you can order these things online separately and then put them together to go on a gun it's, it's terrifying to think that kids are thinking of these things it's terrifying even more so that they're going through with the process of doing it and then we heard those gunshots when Dominic was killed I mean it was five seconds and you could hear how quickly those rounds were coming out and it's it's so scary um, and it's also scary that kids 
as young as they are, are involved in all of this. Absolutely. So, uh, Cincinnati police are doing their best to uh, still find a suspect for Dominic Davis's uh, killing, but um, that's a, it's a problem that they're going to have to continue to deal with. But uh, lock your cars, keep your guns out of your cars. That's where they're finding a lot of these. Next up, a serial killer rumor around Cincinnati. We got emails, calls, social media about other bodies found around Cincinnati, but thankfully, this is false. This is false. Okay, so let's start at the very beginning of how this got started. There was, in fact, a woman's body found over the weekend on Sunday. They have yet to identify her, so that is something they are looking into. Um, they know she's a black woman, about five foot tall, between 20 and 30 years old, um, maybe 120 pounds. They said, you know, petite woman potentially either had a child or was pregnant at one time. So they are still looking to identify her. But then a lot of the social media chatter was that there was another body found behind a target. That was false. False. We have checked with all of the police departments. That was false. And then another potentially found in Amelia and then rumors of a serial killer. Also false. So you know, social media is a crazy place. It's great to share information when it's important to share it as quickly as possible. It's also bad when these rumors get started because I saw the one post that went up on Facebook about the alleged body behind a target. Again, that's not true. It was shared 112 places wow. in, I think, an hour. Um, and this is just some random person's Facebook page. So this wasn't even, but then that just trickles down. It goes quickly. So it goes really quickly. So yes, we checked in with all local police departments. Um, the serial killers, not true. The body behind the target, not true. Um, those are just things that get spread quickly without verification and can, I mean, put people on alert for sure, as they should be. Uh, but we did make calls on that to find out that that stuff is not true. Yeah, what's the saying? A lie goes around the world twice before the truth walks out the front door or something along those lines. And it's so true. And With social media, proof. it's insane. Yeah. All right, let's get to our next headline. Uh, we're going to go to Washington, D.C. A couple of uh, retirements happening from Congress. First up, uh, if you live in Ohio's 2nd Congressional District, the most the eastern part of our viewing area all the way to West Virginia, Brad Wenstrup is retiring. He's decided to uh, step aside. He's uh, served quite a few terms now, and he says this year will be his last. He recently retired from the U.S. Army Reserves. Um, he's uh, been a doctor. He served a tour in Iraq. But uh, here's in his own words why he decided to step aside. I'm just a fortunate guy who's been blessed with a wonderful wife and two loving children under the age of 11. I'm blessed with good health, and I look forward to fighting for truth justice in the American way in whatever I do in the future. So, uh, you know, congrats on his career and we'll obviously wait and see what he decides to do next. Also another uh, major uh, retirement from the Senate, moderate Democrat Joe Manchin of West Virginia. He announced he won't be running for re-election. That's big for a lot of reasons, just for power of the Senate. Republicans are going to be chomping at the bit to pick up that seat. And uh, his legacy in West Virginia. I worked there 12, 13 years ago. His name was very big then, and it's somebody that has been in politics for a very long time. So it'll be interesting to see, um, yes, how that goes for the state of West Virginia and then obviously the overall landscape of the political world. Yeah, there's rumors and talks about a possible third-party run for Manchin. He hasn't said anything specifically about that, but... You never know. You never know. You just never know. All right, our fourth headline, Israel and Gaza, a update that can hopefully help save some people. So we're nearly five weeks in. 1,400 Israelis were killed when this all started. 240 taken hostage, many of them still um, being held by Hamas. But Israel 
They have said they're going to allow for brief pauses in their military operations that will last for four hours every day. The goal is to give civilians time to escape the north, head to the south, and allow humanitarian aid in. The Biden administration says the pauses will also create a safe passage for Hamas to hopefully release those hostages. But Israeli Prime Minister Benjamin Netanyahu insists there will be no ceasefire without the release of those hostages. So that's the latest happening from Israel and Gaza, hopefully. We see some resolution soon. Yeah. And this is a, you know, it's hopefully a step in in the right direction for this. Um, but we were a little bit discussing yesterday. The parameters are very specific here. So I think they get a three hour heads up about the four hour ceasefire and then or the four hour pause rather. And then that is the time they have to move. So, uh, you know, I can already imagine these folks are living on edge of how, when, where, what's going to happen next. And this is only adding to it. Again, any opportunity for innocent people to get out of this situation is a good one. Um, But yeah, a lot of pressure to get a great distance in a short period of time with very little heads up. No, there's more than 10,000 killed in Gaza from reports and uh, half of them being children. All right, back here stateside. Tomorrow is Veterans Day. We had a couple stories this morning. The first one over in northern Kentucky, the witness tree happening. It was a somber moment, but hopefully it'll help people. It's a, it's really beautiful. Um, it, again, not a topic that many people want to talk about, but something that absolutely needs attention. So this is over um, at the Florence Church, and they hang 22 dog tags a day from the branches to honor, pray for, remember, bring awareness to the 22 veterans' lives who are lost each day to suicide. And they do that from November 1st through Veterans Day. And that way you get, you know, quite the display up there. And people say a prayer. They talk about the people who have been lost. And again, raise awareness for how veterans need support 365 days a year, not just on Veterans Day, and as well as mental health for our veterans for when they transition back into a life here at home, of course, while they're on duty or uh, active, but when they are no longer, they do still need our support, very much so. Absolutely. I also had a few stories this morning from my Sailor of a Day trip when I went out to Norfolk. I have a couple stories airing tonight at 5 and 6 as well. They'll be on WLWT, our hometown sailors serving abroad, some on land, some at sea, but uh, some fun stories to tell. This is 5 on 5 in 5. That's Kelly. I'm Steven. We will see you all back here on Monday.